What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Her Villain Era. My name is Kelly, and because yesterday was Halloween, and in honor of this episode title, I am your ghost host. If you know, you know. And if you don't, I'm sorry that you're a loser. Yesterday was Halloween, which means today is November 1st. Therefore, Merry fucking Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> yes, I am that bitch. No, I don't care. First and foremost, I wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone that supported my first episode. I was honestly shocked by how many people reached out to me. I had people texting me, DMing me on Instagram, Snapchatting me, and some people were even sending me voice memos where I could literally hear my podcast playing in the background. Like, I appreciated all of the positive vibes and feedback more than you know, so thank you so much. All I ask is that you continue supporting me by following and rating my podcast on Spotify and following my Instagram account at HerVillainEra. And if I get enough follows and readings, I'll put out an episode of me roasting all my exes. Anyways, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Before we get into the episode, I do have some life updates for you. So my best friend moved to Guam, like actual Guam, <laughs> not just like, oh, like she's all the way out in Guam, like, like literally she is out all the way out in Guam. So I'm freaking stoked for her. Um, she's a flight attendant, so that's where she's based out of now or temporarily, I guess, unless she decides to stay. But I'm so excited. I'm living through her vicariously. Like she's been sending Snapchats and we've been FaceTiming and I am just so thrilled for her and I wish her all the best and I cannot wait to visit. Also, this week, four ghosts from my past have reappeared in my life and past Kelly would have been freaking out all excited that they came crawling back as they always do. But new and improved Kelly is actually a little annoyed. Like, the audacity you have to disturb my peace that I've worked so hard to obtain? I don't think so. It's going to take a lot of time and effort for you to break the barrier of getting back into my life, honey. Good luck. Also, I was at work the other day, and my friend texted me a picture. Apparently, one of my exes is having a freaking baby. <laughs> This made me feel so weird, like probably because to my knowledge, none of my exes have taken that next step after having a girlfriend. None of them are engaged, married, having families, probably because they're also distraught that I broke up with them. And of course, it's the ex that I had the best and most stable relationship with. We were together for three solid years. And at one point I could actually see a future with this dude. So I don't know. This was just shocking news to me. And obviously I don't have any feelings towards him anymore, but damn, was I caught off guard. <laughs> Regardless, I wish him and his girlfriend well, and I'm happy for them. So I know I briefly touched on therapy in my first episode, and I will for sure be getting deeper into the topic. But my therapist that I had for months ended up going on a two-month leave of absence. And by the time she came back, I had already moved into my own place and couldn't afford her anymore because she's a bad bitch and is expensive. So I did some research and I just found out a few days ago that I actually get free therapy through my insurance. So 
I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, I start tomorrow, so I'll keep you updated with how that goes. And my final update is that my new birth control has me all the way fucked up. I switched from the Nuvering to the pill because the combination of my chronic migraines and the ingredients in my Nuvering put me at high risk for stroke. While on the ring, I would get soul-crushing migraines for two to three days at a time to the point where I would have to call out of work and lock myself in my dark-ass bedroom. So now I'm on the pill, and although my migraines have been significantly better, I have been having some whack-ass side effects. The first month on the pill, I spotted the entire month, and the second month on the pill, I legitimately did not get my period at all. Like, not a single drop of blood. Not even the brown blood, if you know, you know. I'm not even having sex right now, and I took three pregnancy tests because I was so paranoid. (laughs) I also have been getting cysts in my armpits, heartburn, and swollen hands. I'm sorry, but none of that sounds normal to me. I have been in a little bit of a predicament because not getting my period sounds pretty solid to me and the lack of migraines has been honestly life-changing but I'm also not trying to die (laughs) and I feel like my body is trying to tell me either switch birth controls or come off it entirely. Um, I want to put some things into perspective for men by reading a very short list of just some of the possible birth control side effects. Here we go. Depression, weight gain, heart attack, stroke, blood clots, liver tumors, ovarian cancer, increased blood pressure, vision problems, infertility, and so much more. (laughs) In conclusion, I am coming off birth control. I have been on it for 13 freaking years and it's time. I've tried coming off it before and I actually got really sick So I'm definitely nervous, but I also don't want to put myself at risk anymore. Also, in conclusion, women are significantly better than men. No further questions. Okay, let's get into today's topic. Something we all love to hate and hate to love. Ghosting. Other than absolute sorcery, ghosting is the act of ending a personal relationship with someone by suddenly and without explanation, withdrawing from all communication. This could be with a romantic partner, a friend, a job, a sibling, you name it. So why do people ghost? Well, there's a number of reasons. People may ghost due to inconvenience, loss of attraction, negative impressions, fears of confrontation, or even fears of safety. Technology makes ghosting easy and convenient. Nowadays, you can simply block someone and boom, problem solved. When it comes to ghosting, those with an anxious or avoidant attachment style are more likely to do it, but pretty much everyone is capable of ghosting. People who are anxious tend to feel insecure about their relationships, while people who are avoidant are uncomfortable with closeness and value their independence more than anything. So combine one of those Attachment styles with the desire to end a relationship, and you have the perfect recipe for ghosting. There's also the possibility that they're just not that into you, which is a really hard pill to swallow. Obviously, there are much better ways to end a relationship, 
but unfortunately if someone just isn't that into you they may not feel the need to give you an explanation as to why they're ending things in a world where there are dating apps it's easy to get overwhelmed with matches messages and just an influx of people on your phone if someone is talking to multiple people at a time it's common for someone that they're not into to slip through the cracks Sometimes people who ghost just want to avoid confrontation. Some people will avoid tough conversations literally at all costs and choose ghosting over dealing with someone else's hurt feelings. This is weak energy, in my opinion. If you know someone is going to feel hurt by you not wanting anything further with them, ghosting them is only going to make it worse. At least have the common decency to let them know. Another reason why people decide to ghost is because they want to keep their options open. Think about it. If someone you were talking to decided to be an adult and have open and honest communication with you and let you know they aren't seeing a future with you, that then gives you the opportunity to walk away from the person and the situation entirely. However, if they ghost you, it leaves the relationship open-ended and then you're more likely to rekindle something down the line because you never got any sort of closure. This gives the ghoster the satisfaction of giving what he or she wants whenever they want it. Sometimes a person will ghost someone in an attempt to save themselves from getting hurt. Maybe they were unexpectedly dumped in like a past relationship, so they decide they're going to be the one to end things this time. I think this can resonate with the avoidant attachment style, honestly. Also in a study by psychologist Dr. Gilly Friedman, it was discovered that people who had strong belief in soulmates or the one were 60% more likely to ghost someone. If someone doesn't believe the two of you are meant to be, they might feel more justified in abruptly ending the relationship. Although a lot of these reasons are pretty rough, ghosting isn't always the result of someone who doesn't care about another person. There are times when a person might not feel safe in the relationship, whether it's due to abuse or other toxic behaviors. In this case, someone might ghost them, but they're doing it out of necessity for their safety and well-being. In the past, I am definitely guilty of ghosting people out of boredom, disinterest, and even for my own safety. I've even ghosted people where I've told them I wasn't into them and they clearly didn't respect my decision and kept pushing for more out of me. If I am feeling the need to protect myself from someone, I have no problem ghosting them. But other than that, I am trying not to ghost people anymore because I've been on the other end and I now know how much it can hurt depending on the situation. So... I have a story about something I've been through semi-recently involving a double ghosting. It has been affecting me for a few years now, and although some parts of it are a little embarrassing, I can honestly say I've given myself the space to heal and grow from the experience, and I'm no longer in that place anymore. I also want to shed some light on what dating has been like for me recently and why I've decided to take a step back from it and focus on myself. So to set the scene, I broke up with my three-year boyfriend at the end of 2019. I gave myself a few months to heal from the breakup and then decided to get on Hinge. 
that was my first mistake. <laughs> I had a lot of matches and some good conversations, but one guy specifically stuck out to me the most. Um, I was a little hesitant to meet him, one, because dating, <laughs> and two, because COVID. A lot of things were closed, and I really wanted to meet him, so I ended up going to his apartment. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to justify why I went to his place. That is just my vibe, okay? Sometimes I'd rather get in some comfy-ass clothes and just chill. Anyways, we just talked and listened to music for hours. I felt some chemistry right off the bat, and... We had really good banter, so I felt comfortable and confident enough to sleep with him on the first date, if you will. For the next few weeks, we texted a lot, had good conversations. I even met majority of his friends. We sexted a bunch and hung out almost every weekend. It was pretty safe to say I enjoyed his company and I felt like this was going somewhere. Not sure where, but somewhere. Eventually, there was a shift and I felt it. I am not the type of person to reach out first if we're just talking, like in the talking phase. So I always let him come to me. If he didn't come to me, we didn't talk. Maybe this bothered him. I don't know. But we ended up not talking as much and it turned into him just hitting me up around 9 p.m. Saturday nights. Keep in mind a few things. This was around quarantine, so not much else was going on. I was living at home with my parents, so any chance to leave the house I was taking. And this was the first guy I put energy into since my three-year relationship ended. So I was excited that I had the capability to feel something for someone again, because we've all been there where we feel like, oh my gosh, I'll never feel this way again. With all that being said, and the fact that I was just simply digging this guy, I accepted his booty calls. Sue me. While accepting his booty calls... For months, I was at war with myself. I knew I had feelings for him, but I also knew he was just my friends with benefits. So I was trying to turn all my emotions off and accept it for what it was. There were even times where he would hit me up and I would literally be like, what? <laughs> I had no problem catching an attitude with him because he frustrated the hell out of me for kind of leading me on. Regardless, I had fun with him and the chemistry was definitely there whenever we did hang out. We even had sex at Universal. <laughs> but that is a story for another episode. So now it's the end of 2020 and I'm realizing he didn't hit me up one weekend or the next one or the next one. And then I realized he unfollowed me on Instagram and Snapchat. So naturally, I'm internalizing and questioning what I could have said or done. Obviously nothing because I'm perfect. I didn't end up reaching out to him either. So I let it happen and we double ghosted each other. It was honestly the perfect timing though for me because I went on a two-week road trip with my best friend around Arizona and it just gave me a lot of time to recover and move forward in my life. Over the course of a year, there were times where he would add and delete me again and like some of my pictures on Instagram, but there was never any conversation going on. So now it's the end of 2021 and I am in a whole new relationship and even moved out to Denver, Colorado. 
I remember exactly where I was, who I was with, and what I was wearing, because ironically, it was the same outfit I wore when I hung out with this guy for the first time. And so I get on, I get an Instagram friend request from him. I accept it, add him back, and I view his Instagram story. He is in Denver, Colorado. And we've all been there where we are out in public and trying to be present, but something happens and you just black out and can't focus on anything but that one thing. That was me. (laughs) He ends up messaging me saying he wants to see me, to which I say no because I have a boyfriend. He then texts me explaining repeatedly that he fucked up and that he's a fool and should never have done what he did to me. And I appreciated him saying all of this, but it was too late. For the next few weeks, Simba, don't start. For the next few weeks, um, he kept hitting me up and stayed pretty active with me on social media with liking my posts and my stories. And then my Colorado breakup happened and I moved back to Florida. And he continued to reach out to me, but now he's legitimately begging begging me to hang out i have the receipts um of course i was reluctant and didn't trust him so i kept saying no this man even went as far as telling me that he's changed and silly me i believed him so now it's around the beginning of 2022 and i allow him to take me on a date I was actually nervous to see him, but it felt like we picked back up from where we left off. Left off? (laughs) At first, it actually did feel different from 2020, but that very quickly changed. This time around, I was a little more forward with what I wanted. After our dinner date, hanging out with our friends at bars, good sex and conversations, And just overall feeling good about the situation, I very hesitantly asked him if he could see this going anywhere. That was literally all I asked. I could have sat there and ripped him a new one or given him an ultimatum, but nope. Just asked him a very simple and understandable question that I deserved a truthful answer to. I wasn't sure what his answer would be, but based on his track record, I knew it would change our dynamic moving forward. Because he's a coward, isn't in tune with his own emotions, and doesn't know how to communicate properly, he told me he could see this going somewhere. And then I didn't hear from him for months. During this time, I ended up having my annual gynecology appointment. Can you tell where this is going? (laughs) I get my results back and this crusty motherfucker gave me chlamydia even after he had the nerve to lie to me multiple times and tell me he wasn't sleeping with anyone else. I should have kept my mouth shut and let his dick rot off. (laughs) But because I'm a decent human being, I told him that he had it. A few weeks go by and I'm finding that I'm having a hard time moving forward in my dating life. So against everything I believe in, I reach out to him. We end up hanging out and I attempt to get some answers out of him, but of course I didn't get much. We end up falling back into our familiar pattern of weekend hangouts until we double ghost each other for a third time. 
Now, I could sit here and lie to you all and pretend like everything was okay, but I'm not going to do that. This relationship, situationship, friends with benefits situation, whatever you want to call it, kind of fucked me up. I found myself spiraling, wondering if I did anything differently that we would have a different outcome. I kicked myself for letting him back into my life the second and third times. I worried I would see him or his friends out at bars because we would go to the same places. I wondered what he truly thought about me because I never felt like he was ever honest with me. It has been a very challenging few months, but I have put in a ton of work to get to where I am today. I would be lying if I said he didn't cross my mind from time to time, but it's different now. Instead of thinking of him for hours on end, I think about him for a moment and then that moment is gone. Instead of worrying that I'll bump into him one day, I stopped looking around for him everywhere I went. Instead of bawling my eyes out at the simple thought of him, and what we had lost, I haven't shed a single tear over him in months. Instead of replaying all the good times and wondering what could have been, I remind myself of who he really is. I've realized I've been dealing with two different people, who I hoped for him to be and who he really is. I have now removed both from my life, and I haven't felt this free in forever. I no longer let him suck the energy out of me. I no longer give thought to him or that part of my life. I have nailed his coffin shut and in the ground he will stay. Maybe some of you can resonate with my experience. Maybe some of you can't. To put it lightly, it was very difficult to navigate, especially because the Colorado relationship I had in between my friends with benefits guy was very traumatic and caused a lot of emotional damage. Luckily, I've been able to heal and grow from it all. Getting over someone who ghosted you is not easy, but I do have some tricks and advice that could potentially help. And this even goes for just like a regular breakup. First and foremost, Out of sight, out of mind. There is no reason to stay friends with someone on social media that clearly doesn't give a fuck about you. People usually only post the good parts of their lives on social media, so it's only going to remind you of the good parts of them. And that's just not realistic or healthy for you. As I've mentioned a few times now, I am a huge advocate for therapy. I believe everyone can benefit from it, especially those that say, I don't need therapy. Bitch, you need it the most. I truly believe it sped up my healing process and my therapist even gave me exercises and homework to do that I never would have done or even thought to do had I not been in therapy. The best way to get over someone is to get under someone new. I have had times where this worked, but I've also had times where this didn't work. Most recently, this did not work for me, which is why I decided to take a break from dating. I say when you're ready... Give it a try, and if it doesn't work, don't continue trying because it'll only make things more difficult. Take some time to be on your own, sit with your emotions, and reflect back. This is what really catapulted me to where I am now. In times where I found myself thinking about him in general, I shifted my thoughts to where were the red flags? Why did I choose not to see them? (laughs) Why am I colorblind? 
what could I have done differently in that situation? Why has the situation affected me the way that it has? And so on. Some things that I've done that have also helped working out, spending time with friends and family, listening to self-healing podcasts, journaling, reading, and just overall investing time in myself. I find that when I am dealing with a breakup, I work a lot, not because it distracts me and masks all my emotions. No, I still make sure to put in the work to deal with my emotions, but because I actually enjoy going to work. I work with a lot of my good friends and I make a good amount of money, so I'll usually pick up a few extra shifts. (laughs) Simba agrees. I know I covered a lot in this episode and I want to save some time for some questions, but I do want to end this portion with a little pep talk. You, my friend, are a badass bitch and fuck anyone that disagrees. You have come so far in life been through some challenging times, dealt with some nasty breakups, had your heart broken, lost friendships over time, dealt with your parents' divorce, whatever it may be, you have been through the damn ringer, but you have healed yourself over and over and over again. Every time life has grabbed you by the titties, not in a good way, and tossed you on the ground, You have gotten back up on your feet, brushed the dirt off, and held up both of your middle fingers. Times are tough, but you are tougher, and for that, I commend you. I'm proud of you for continuing to push forward in your life, continuing to feel all of your emotions, and continuing to be in your villain era where you no longer let these little bitch boys disrespect your peace that you have worked so hard to obtain. So... On last week's episode, when I was trying to explain why I named my podcast Her Villain Era, this is what I meant to say. I hope you feel fired the fuck up. (laughs) I'm freaking amped, and it's 11 p.m. Um, I also hope you're ready for some questions. I have asked you guys to send me questions on Instagram and they have been mediocre at best. So I need you guys to bring the heat. (laughs) So therefore, we're going back to the game that I played on the first episode. So I'm just going to pull a card and it's going to say if you've ever dot 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 and then it's going to say some sort of a statement. Um, So let's get into it. If you've ever seen a micro penis... Wow. (laughs) Remember that guy I was talking about earlier with the chlamydia? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Can't say I have, but I have been with somebody that was quite small. And although he was extremely hot, I could never do it again because of how small it was. Size does matter. Don't believe the lies that you hear. All right, next. (laughs) Hooked up with someone who had children. Nope. Next. (laughs) Have you ever had sex on a kitchen counter? Of course. It's like one of my favorite places. I actually had sex with one of my exes um, in his mom's house in their kitchen while everyone was home and sleeping. So that was really fun. Have you ever left work to have sex, then went back? (laughs) No, I haven't. 
I'm going to add that to my list. Have you ever fucked someone uh, that you met on a dating app? Yes. Unfortunately, I have. I don't recommend it. (laughs) You'll get ghosted. Have you ever given a blowjob for more than 30 minutes? Um, I haven't timed myself, but I feel like I've, I mean, 30 minutes is kind of a long time. I feel like I would get locked jaw, (laughs) right? Like 30 minutes. That's like, that's like a whole ass SpongeBob episode. I don't know. I, I don't think it's been, if it was like 30 minutes, it was probably like in between doing other things, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't just strictly sucking dick for 30 minutes. That's a long time. Like, girl, what? <laughs> Have you ever apologized during or after sex? Um, <laughs> yeah. I said, sorry, but your dick is small. I can't hang out with you anymore. No, I I don't I don't think I apologize during or after sex what would you say? Sorry, we're having sex. Like, why would you ever apologize? Um, have you ever, (laughs) these are, I guess these are all strictly sex questions. Have you ever had sex in a pool or hot tub? Uh, yeah, I don't recommend it. I, I didn't enjoy it. And I think that most women that I talked to about this, which is really not that often, (laughs) they would all agree that it's just not, it's not, it doesn't live up to the hype. I don't know. It's like, oh, okay. A rush of waters going into my pussy. Like, this is so excellent. No, it's really not that great. Like hot tubs are hot, but I just, I don't like we can make out in it and whatever, but I'm not going to have sex in a hot tub. Also yeast infection. All right. Next. Have you ever gone to class high? (laughs) Of course it. Yes. Next, have you ever fantasized about a teacher? <laughs> I actually, I have, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I would say his name, but I'm not going to. Uh, I will just say it was a high school teacher. Actually, there were two in high school that I thought were hot. One was a gym teacher and the other was, I think it was social studies or something. They were both really hot and yeah. Have you ever shotgunned a beer? <laughs> Does a bear shit in the woods? <sighs> Have you ever gone through a significant other's phone? Ooh, this is a good one. I have, and I have learned from this experience. You want to know what I've learned? I have learned that if you feel the need to go through a significant other's phone, number one, just don't. Because if you already have the inkling that something's going on, it's going on. And you might as well just end the relationship right then and there. Or, you know, you could just be healthy and honest and be like, hey, I feel like something's up. Like, this is your opportunity to be honest and tell me. But also men lie. So just fucking break up with him. (laughs) It's just not worth it. If you feel like some shit's going on behind your back, it probably is. So... And that's what I've learned from my experience of going through someone's phone. One time I went through um, my one of my ex's phones and I saw that he was plotting to break up with me. So what did I do? I broke up with him. <laughs> I am not kidding about that. Okay, next. Have you ever barfed in an Uber? I have not, but I had a friend that did on St. Patrick's Day 
we she was my roommate at the time and we were just drinking by the pool like really casually i wasn't aware that we were blacking out i i was like bitch what the fuck and so we went from our pool we ubered over to a friend's pool drank a little more there i think it was actually i can't remember if it was on the way there or on the way back at one point she was like i don't I don't think she was home like lights on no one's home and I was like I knew that there was a fine if you threw up in an uber and I'm pretty certain it was under my name so I was like hell to the fucking no I'm like excuse me ma'am can you pull over real quick and so this freaking uber driver pulls over and I'm like girl get out of the car (laughs) and she threw up on the side of the road um I don't I don't think she got any in the car. I know I didn't, I never got charged for it. So yeah. (laughs) Have you ever blacked out at work or a family event? Um, yeah. I mean, not at work because I'm a professional, but I've definitely blacked out at a family event. Multiple actually. (laughs) I've also been super crossfaded at family events. I was at a gender reveal this year and I was hella crossfaded. It was actually a lot of fun. Next, have you ever argued with a stranger in Instagram comments? (laughs) What the hell? You think I have that type of energy? Like, no. If someone's going to be stupid, I'm just going to let them be stupid and continue to be stupid for the rest of their freaking life. I really don't give a fuck what anyone says or does like be dumb. I don't care (laughs) because at the end of the day, you can argue with somebody all you want more than likely. They're not going to change the way they think. So fuck them. Have you ever taken the morning after pill? Oh, I have once. Um, that's all I have for you. (laughs) I took it once. Have you ever purchased a fidget spinner? No, but somehow I had one. I don't think I stole it from anywhere. I think I just, somebody left it at my house or something. I don't know. I had one in my possession at one point. I I don't know. I'm panicking. (laughs) I've had a fidget spinner, okay? Shut the fuck up. Have you ever taken someone's V card? Yes, my first boyfriend. Actually, this is kind of a funny story. So (laughs) I was with my first boyfriend in high school and... First of all, first of all, okay, this is what we're going to end on because this is going to be like a two-part thing here. So first of all, we were like using condoms at the time. What are those? I don't know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Please use protection or you're going to get chlamydia. Um, (laughs) Anyways, so we were getting condoms and I wasn't aware we were getting condoms and he didn't have a car at the time and so he has his dad drive us to a gas station. I have no clue what's going on. I forget what he told me we were getting, but he was sitting in the front seat in the passenger seat. His dad was driving and I was sitting in the back. And so he gets out of the car, goes into the gas station and purchases something. And I'm just sitting in the car with his dad, (laughs) just sitting in there. And like, I don't, his dad didn't speak English very well. So like conversations were a little bit difficult. So we were just sitting there in silence and he comes back and he texts me while we're in the car that he got condoms. And I was like, Oh 
my God, are you fucking kidding me? And then when we get back to his house, I ask him like, did you, does your dad know that we just bought this? And he said, yes, he just, he told his dad he had to get condoms. So dude, like the whole situation was fucked. I was just like, so embarrassed. I wanted to crawl out of my own skin. But anyways, I don't think that was for the first time that we had sex, but that was for one time. And I just, (laughs) how ridiculous that's like, that is some actual high school shit. So, okay. First time we're having sex. Um, (laughs) I remember I was like, so excited. I was like, (laughs) I literally said this. I was like, we're having sex. (laughs) That is what I said. (laughs) Like, okay, Kelly, you fucking idiot. Also, I don't know if it was this time or a different time. Same, same first boyfriend, amateur shit going on over here. Uh, he had gum in his mouth. Why? I don't know. And it fell in my hair. (laughs) I had his gum in my hair. I was like, dude, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like what? So those are just some ratchet stories from my Kelly Volt. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I felt it was a little more structured. Let me know what you think. Please go follow and rate my podcast on Spotify and follow my Instagram at hervillainera. And I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.